Simply Green Cleaning Solutions by Mary-Kate Brown. My seven-month-old kicked excitedly as she grasped the tiny pieces of food I'd served for lunch and shoved them into her mouth. I could barely keep up with her demand for more as she sloppily handled her meal, dropping half of it on the floor in the midst of her enthusiasm to feed herself. Her sticky hair, bright eyes, and grabby hands made me smile as I tossed a few rice puffs on her tray. Her enthusiasm to feed herself made our meal times enjoyable. Watching her discover new flavors and textures proved to be entertaining and messy for both of us. I wiped down her slimy baby hands, brushed off the collection of food pieces that collected in her lap, and plopped her down on the floor so she could go after the puffs she dropped during lunchtime. This is what all moms do, right? It's good for her immune system, I thought. Not only was Olivia eager to feed herself these days, she was also quite eager to put her crawling skills to use and find anything she could as she meandered around the floor. I had to become extra diligent about keeping things clean and picked up. Our apartment was only 850 square feet, and if I didn't keep it clean, Olivia would surely find the sticky spot, the crumbs, or the rogue blueberry that was dropped at breakfast time. My curious girl stayed occupied long enough for me to clean up her high chair. I reached for the spray bottle of the multi-purpose cleaner I regularly used to wipe down our kitchen surfaces and turned it around to do something I had literally never done before. I read the label. In fine print, the last step of the cleaning instructions read, wipe surfaces that come into contact with food with a clean water rinse after using product. Cool, I thought. I have definitely been doing this all wrong. My bad for not cleaning my counters, my table, and my kid's high chair twice. I thought that bottle of cleaner was a great choice for a home with young children. It had the word green in it. It had cute pictures of daisies on the label. And the fluid itself was green for crying out loud. The last thing I wanted to do was use a product all over my home that apparently left behind a residue that wasn't safe for food to come into contact with, let alone my baby's hands that constantly went into her mouth. Since I wasn't about to start double cleaning my kitchen anytime soon, I pitched that bottle and promptly bought a new brand of kitchen cleaner made with lavender oils and did not require clean water rinses. Realizing I had unintentionally used a product in my home that did not serve our family well, I decided to switch out a few other cleaning products. I became Mary-Kate, resident research and development specialist. I was thrilled to discover I wasn't the only mom to jump on the green cleaning bandwagon. I enthusiastically read through blog posts from women who appeared to have achieved a level of domestic authority I was nowhere near myself. I needed to learn their ways, and one of their ways was homemade laundry detergent. What could be cleaner and more pure than washing my baby's clothes in a non-commercially produced, dye and fragrance-free laundry soap? I bought all of the ingredients, the soap bars, the powders, and a large tub to store it in. About $20, a couple of hours, and a cheese grater that had seen better days later. The bars of soap had to be grated into flakes. Our family had made another step in our journey toward becoming green cleaning people. I pursued this journey with zeal, and it wasn't long before Facebook started recommending cleaning groups to me. Yes, groups dedicated to cleaning your home with tens of thousands of members in them. Surely these people were domestic authorities, too. I joined with no hesitation and became a dedicated group lurker. To my horror, these people did not at all agree with the other mommy bloggers who made their own laundry detergent. Nope. 
In fact, they had files crammed with facts, science, photos, and personal testimonies as to why homemade laundry detergents could not and would never clean clothing. Ew. Apparently, actual laundry detergent requires ingredients like enzymes and surfactants to break up dirt, stains, oils, and other filth from clothing fiber. Homemade laundry detergent contained none of those things, and after prolonged use, would actually start to build up in fabrics and cause clothing to smell putrid. Cool, I thought. Yet another thing I got wrong. I'm a mom, not a chemist. Why does this have to be so difficult? Before my husband, myself, and our daughter started to have smelly, perpetually unclean clothing, I pitched my tub of homemade detergent along with my cheese grater. Three kids and seven years later, I am still learning the best ways our family can cut down on our everyday exposure to potentially harmful substances without falling prey to clever greenwashing marketing tactics. I don't buy a product simply because it has the word green, pure, or eco in the name. I later learned that my lavender oil kitchen cleaner still contained ingredients that probably weren't great for any of us to be breathing in. With as many hiccups as I encountered in this process to implement eco and health-friendly cleaning practices in our home, the mistakes and effort have been worth it. Did you know that it's not necessary or healthy to feel like you're choking on air when you clean your tub or shower? I remember many occasions running out of the bathroom to take a deep breath of fresh air before going back in to scrub the shower walls for another 30 seconds before I ran out of breath. Finding safe and effective products for our home has simplified our cleaning routines and it allows me to involve my children in housework. We're not perfect, but not choking while cleaning the tub or pulling loads of soft laundry from our dryer without using capfuls of fabric softener is not only friendly to our bodies, but our wallet too. If you find yourself befuddled by the greenwashing marketing tactics used by many companies, or if you simply want to be able to get your toddler involved in the process of cleaning house, then read on for our family's room-by-room cleaning tips and product recommendations. Laundry. Once I said no to my homemade detergents, I consulted with people who knew better than me over on the Facebook group Laundry Love and Cleaning Science for their eco-friendly laundry detergent recommendations. Over the years, these have changed, and we've tried a few. Currently, we use an environmentally friendly brand we can pick up at Costco because three kids equals lots of laundry. We have forgotten fabric softener in favor of wool dryer balls. When possible, we take advantage of nice weather and line dry our laundry. Sunshine helps fade stains and freshens fabrics, particularly sheets, blankets, and towels. A 20-minute toss in the dryer with wool dryer balls after helps break up any stiffness. Tip, make sure you use the recommended water temperature for detergent you use to get the max cleaning power. Find a detergent with enzymes to help break up tough stains. Kitchen. No more rinse after cleaning products are in our home. I still don't have time for double cleaning. My favorite all around cleaning spray is Force of Nature. This product is a rock star in our kitchen. It's made from water, vinegar, and salt and cleans just as effectively as bleach without noxious fumes, harmful chemicals, or a vinegar smell. It picks up grease, disinfects cutting boards and sinks, eliminate stubborn odors, and is safe to use on all surfaces, including high chairs and sippy cups. If you're looking for something a bit simpler but still effective for typical everyday germs, I learned from Dr. Annie's experiments online that hydrogen peroxide is a great option too. Tip, microfiber rags are a good choice for picking up dust, absorbing spills, and scrubbing up sticky and greasy messes, like the ones on the stovetop. 
Cotton, lint-free cleaning rags are great for surface cleaning all around the house, particularly on mirrors and glass. Bathroom. I will be honest and say that the Force of Nature Spray is also my favorite all-purpose bathroom cleaner. I use it to wipe down all surfaces and spray down the shower and tub after scrubbing. I will also frequently give our toothbrushes a quick spray to disinfect them. When the bathtub needs a scrub, I use a green scrubby pad with a soft cleanser like Barkeeper's Friend, and for stubborn stains around the drain, I keep magic erasers on hand. When it comes to the toilet, I don't particularly care to be gentle, so we use plain old Clorox toilet bowl cleaner. Tip. A soft cleanser not only performs beautifully on sinks and tubs, but will also get stainless steel appliances looking new again. Floors. When it comes to surfaces that require rag and bucket cleaning, like floors, my go-to is Amway Home LOC Multipurpose Cleaner. It's a coconut-based cleaner with no fragrances, no dyes, and no weird or sticky films left behind. No product I've tried holds a candle to this multipurpose cleaner. If you're wanting to go really minimal, this could be the only cleaning product you use because it is so versatile. It can be diluted with water in a spray bottle for quick surface wiping or dusting. It can be used not only on floors, but for washing cars, home exteriors, outdoor toys and tools, and it is gentle on skin. The one liter bottle is extremely concentrated and lasts forever, so you definitely get a bang for your buck. Tip. For a convenient and effective mopping system, look into a schmop. The terry cloth pads get up stuck on dirt and come out clean and dry in the wash, so you don't get that mildew smell. Disinfecting. While we appreciate clean, we try to avoid antibacterial everything since this level of sterility is largely unnecessary and can actually be detrimental to our health. However, there are a few times when we need a heavy-duty disinfectant in our home. If we happen to get hit with a really nasty illness and need to soak items or clean large surface areas, we choose Pursue Disinfectant Cleaner Concentrate. We prefer this product to bleach because it does not have noxious fumes, but is extremely effective in killing bacteria, viruses, and fungi. It is a hospital-grade disinfectant. When we really need it, we have a bottle of this on hand, and since we need it so infrequently, our one-liter bottle has been with us for years. I feel comfortable using this on a strictly as-needed basis only because sometimes we encounter illness we don't want to mess with. Tip. If you live on a septic system, limit your regular use of heavy disinfectants. Too much down the drains can disrupt the necessary microbial activity needed to break down septic waste. Air. I used to have a love for those big three-wick candles, and seasonal scents were my favorite. Not only did having open flames in my home become impractical with young children, but often the ingredients used in scented candles can cause respiratory and hormonal disruptions. We decided to say goodbye to our candle collection and learned how to safely use essential oils in our home. In addition to creating an ambiance, essential oils have the added benefit of aromatherapeutic properties and can help purify the air. We often diffuse for enjoyment, but sometimes for immune support or to get rid of funky odors. Every now and then, I will put one drop directly onto the vacuum cleaner filter to lightly scent the air as I vacuum. Or I will put a drop of a deodorizing blend on a cotton ball hidden inside the toilet paper roll to keep the bathroom smelling fresh. We also open our windows as often as possible. There's no substitute for fresh air, so both in fair weather and on those unseasonably warm winter days, we open our windows. 
Finally, we try to be diligent in replacing our furnace air filter regularly. Tip. When choosing essential oils, buy from a company that releases GCMS reports. While most of us aren't certified aromatherapists and won't be interpreting this information, this level of transparency in a company is an easy way to ensure the purity of their oils. Our family uses plant therapy because of their transparency, purity, convenient kid-safe labeling, and affordability. My home is not the picture of spotless perfection. Having three little ones home all of the time will do that, but it is a safe place for us. All along, my goal hasn't necessarily been to have a pristine home, but to have a home that serves our overall wellness. How we clean is a small part of that, but it makes a big difference in the quality of our everyday life. Each member of our family assumes some level of responsibility for cleaning the home because very few of our products are unsafe for little hands and noses. I love getting the kids involved in cleaning tasks and the extra hands do lighten the load. We enjoy the simple pleasure of curling up between sheets that were line dried in the fresh air and summer sun. I find peace in knowing that I have the resources available to get rid of unsafe germs without sacrificing our family's well-being. It is also a huge relief and time saver to know that I don't have to hand grate my own soap just to wash our clothes. My new trees grater thanks me for it. Mary-Kate, thank you so much for sharing this piece with our community. Yeah, no problem, Emily. So as I've been asking other writers this season, I'd love to ask you um, to share a little bit about yourself and one special thing that is interesting or quirky about your family. (laughs) No problem. Well, we're a homeschooling family, so we spend a lot of time together, particularly me and um, our three girls. And Mm -hmm. Something that people might find a little bit quirky is that lately my husband and our children and I have actually really enjoyed watching different videos on YouTube about homesteading and gardening. And I say that's quirky only because it's not often that you'd find a three, five and seven year old with such avid interest in those type of topics. But (laughs) yeah, it's become a passion of ours. And even though we're total newbies and have no idea what we're doing, we really, really want to learn. So every now and then we'll find like a 20 minute video of like how to plant a prairie style garden in your home. And each of us start like daydreaming and trying to make some plans for what we might be able to accomplish in the spring. So Mm -hmm. that's been fun for us. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I'd love to know what is one thing that you do, don't do, or use to make your life just a little bit easier as a mom? I would have to say... As funny as it is, we choose to homeschool and not send our kids to school. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I always like was recently speaking with my sister-in-law about this and Mm -hmm. she was saying how um, she's like, I'm a little bit envious that you homeschool. Um, She lives in a country where they have to send children to school. Um, And I was laughing about it. I'm like, I swear homeschooling is what lazy parents do because we don't have to like (laughs) keep track of permission slips or make like lunches or get out of the door on time every single day. Like we struggle enough on Sunday morning. So it's been, it's been good in the season for our family to homeschool, but yeah, a little bit funny because I think that had we made the choice to go um, send our children to a school, I'd be like the hot mess mom struggling every single day to make that happen. Yeah, no, I totally relate with that because it obviously is a lot of work to homeschool your kids in the Mm -hmm. sense of we prepare lessons, we have to get materials as we obviously homeschool as well. Right. And 
so there is a lot of work involved, but it's work that I don't mind doing. And it does stress me out to think about having to get them to class at the same time every day of the week and picked up at the same time every day of the week. I'm like, yeah, that's not at all appealing to me. So Right. With like teeth brushed, clean clothes, lunch ready to go, homework. But I mean, there's trade-offs, I'm sure, on both of them. I just think of course. for us right now, it's good. <laughs> we yeah. enjoy it. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, I would love for you to tell me, are you a morning person or a night owl? And what is your routine for that time of the day? Sure. I would have to say, unfortunately, I'm probably more of a night person by nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. I've tr- I think that there's been seasons where I've been more of a morning person. Mm-hmm. Um, but at nighttime, it's just... I think it's just a little bit more peaceful because our whole family is home together. Whereas in the morning, it's kind of like the routine of like getting everybody up, getting everybody fed, getting my husband out the door. Um, But when it's nighttime and we're all home, it just feels like more relaxing. So um, our general routine as a family is just to finish dinner, get it cleaned up. And we try to spend some time whether we read or watch a show together before um, we get the kids down. And then my husband and I will try to just take some time together to either like read on our own very infrequently we'll read together, but we've tried to do that in certain seasons Mm -hmm. Um, and just like kind of have some downtime really just before we go to sleep. It it's hard to just like feel the scramble of getting the children tucked in and into bed and go to bed right away yourself. I feel like there needs to be like an hour time of buffer. So Yep. Need some time to decompress. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I definitely relate to that. And I would love for you to tell me what is one topic you could talk about forever? Oh my goodness. That one's easy for me. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I could talk forever about um, a combination of just how functional medicine has been such a life changer for me personally. It was a big part of my um, health journey and just being able to get uh, my autoimmune disease into remission. Yeah. And that was completely life changing. And so I'm a constant learner about how food can really heal our bodies. And I just love chatting about that because I remember being in a place where I felt so hopeless and feeling like there has to be a better way. There has to be a different answer for me. And, um, when I found that, when I found a doctor who really used a combination of diet, lifestyle and supplementation to Mm -hmm. find true wellness, it just, it just sparked a whole new passion for me. Yes. Well, and you are very knowledgeable about that and you have helped me and many other people on that journey. And so I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about your Facebook group that is in that vein. So if people want to go check it out, they can find you there. I'd love to. Thank you. So once I kind of got, I don't know, maybe about seven eight or eight months into my um, healing journey, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends just asked me, like, can you teach me some of the stuff you learned from your doctor and your, your nutritionist? I'd love to hear it. So I started a Facebook group anticipating there'd be like 20 people. And mm-hmm. it is like quickly reaching 500. <laughs> I'm like really shocked because I haven't even like paid to advertise it. But um, it's a place where I've been able to share 
um, an anti-inflammatory diet plan, and it's designed by functional medicine practitioners to help basically heal the gut and balance the gut microbiome. And Mm -hmm. why I think this is essential for many of us who are looking to find healing or just a different level of health in our bodies is because it doesn't start with weight loss. Like that may be a um, result of implementing this eating plan for a short term, but it's really designed to help the body heal. And I think that when our bodies start to heal on that level, a lot of other things can fall into place. And so it's just been a really awesome place to see a lot of people have like their own wins and their own victories with their own health goals. So I enjoy participating in that. Yeah. And what's the name of it? It's not creative. <laughs> it's called <laughs> it's called Two Week Anti-Inflammatory Diet Challenge. And it is like a closed group. So you should be able to find it if you search for it. Uh-huh. Um, but like, it's definitely like you have to be a member to see the posts. Right, so right. with pe- when people share, you know, there are different things. Like it's not public to the rest of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to figure out how to get a link to at least the group sign up page and we'll see. Sure. But thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. No problem. No problem.